When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors was, Club. Was that an air theremin? <laughs> it was me being really nervous. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that should have been an air theremin. I know. That's awesome. She likes to play the air theremin with her shaking bones. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast where we share stories of personal paranormal history with That's celebrity it. guests and tell stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson, and our producer, Riley Bright. And uh, let's just jump in. We got an amazing guest with us today. Yeah, we do. Uh, you've seen her on HBO's Vice Principals. You've seen her in the new show, The Last OG, with Tracy Morgan. She's very funny. She's the funniest groundling we've ever had on the show. <laughs> I know. I just saw her show uh, last Thursday. <laughs> She's better than any single groundling we've had. <laughs> this is an inside joke for everyone in the studio because we also have another groundling who's been on the show very often. He's sending you here, laser eyes. Giving me laser eyes. You'll hear more about him <laughs> next episode. Are those laser eyes or is he about to cry? I don't know. Oh, he that's that's what happens. It's like when Wolverine pops his claws, it hurts every time when he uses his laser eyes and makes him cry. <laughs> or crying causes the lasers to shoot out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Edie Patterson Yay! to the clubhouse. All right. And of course, sitting silently next to her is our friend Kevin Kirkpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you too, Kevy. Um, Edie, how are you? What's going on in your life? I'm great. Yeah. Yes, everything's good. Okay. Um, was doing a bit of driving around with Kevin. Ooh, yeah. Here. You guys were at an audition, weren't you? Yes. How? What? Can you tell us what that was? It, it's like, um, remember when people, when you were growing up, this happened in Kansas when people would, uh, teachers, it would always be like your elementary school teacher would say, wash your hands. Wash. Yeah, wash <laughs> them out. Oh, my grandma says that. Worst. I love it. I, oh, I, I love it. It's so I endearing. I so much. I mean, wash. go wash yourself mm. for dinner. Yeah, my grandma <laughs> used to say wash. I don't know why my elementary school teacher is making me eat at her, her house for dinner. Yeah. Go yeah. wash your body. <laughs> and then sometimes it morphs into like a whoosh. Yeah, whoosh. <laughs> go wash it up. Go wash it up. Whoosh, go wash it up now. Wash. Wash. The intrusive R on the wash is always, I don't know. Yeah. But yes. So how was your audition? Oh, my audition was foreign. <laughs> 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 it was a voiceover thing. And at one point, I um, I looked up and Kevin was literally in the audition room. <laughs> This is the day of Kevin being silently in the room that he's not <laughs> technically supposed to be in. <laughs> um, I had an audition this morning for a commercial, and, oh, man, it was like 9.45. Ooh. Not feeling very well Ooh. today. I'm a little off. That's the funny hour. Oh, yeah, that's when it's you're really booking those. 9.45 a.m. And the guy... Like, first of all, took 20 minutes to explain this very simple thing. And then he made everyone go in. We had to dance for 20 seconds for no reason. It's not part of the commercial. He was just like, (laughs) let's raise our energy, everybody. He was warming everybody up (laughs) and filming you dance at 945 to like some... Like Katy Perry song. No, I'm not. It was. I was. I don't like. I'm sure if you could see this video, you can just see the 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 tears and the lasers coming out of my eyes. (laughs) That is the worst. Oh, it's the worst, and it's so like, okay, kids. I'm gonna I'm gonna condescend y'all for a while. Yeah. No, I had to go wash my body afterwards. (laughs) Go wash your soul. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. Bryce, how, how's that foot healing up? Good. A little better every day, buddy. Yeah. Just uh, working it and massaging it and you would, doing yeah. all kinds of yeah. stuff to it. Yeah. You couldn't even tell you were feeling hurt. Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, my wife looked it up on the internet. She's like, yeah, it's one of the longest healing injuries. Oh, so oh. you're in for a, a good ride. But I'm like so fucking impatient. I'm just like, yeah. work, work. So, but it's working good. You're, you look good, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Are you back? Like, uh, are you in the gym? Yeah, I'm back in the gym and nice. doing all that shizzle. And yeah. oh yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Summertime's coming. Summertime. Up. <laughs> Actually, summertime's here. Now that I think about it. Yeah. What's it doing, your foot? Oh, I broke my. I shattered my heel bone. Um, oh. And so it's been a slow recovery. By jumping off of something. Jumping over a fence. Yeah, oh. which is not a good idea. But so. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to talk about Bigfoot. All right, let's get into it. Edie, yes. what is your personal paranormal history? Well, uh, there's been... There's been a couple of things. I lived... Mm. In Austin, I lived with... Uh, Ooh. I was just there. You were? Yeah, not too long ago. Oh. I saw the Austin Bats. That's really cool. Have you done that? Yeah, it's Did amazing. we talk about this on the show? I don't think so. Oh. Anyway, you stand on a bridge. It's sunfall. Thousands of bats fly out from oh, under yeah, the bridge and did. go hunting. It's awesome. Sorry and if you go, if you're underneath, like in the park, uh, it's literally like this: a blanket comes over the sky. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know you were from Austin. I'm Sorry. not from there. Okay, but I'm from Texas City, which is like oh three hours from there. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. So you and Kevin, you know what? You're our best groundling. Not only are you our best groundling, you're our best Texan we've ever had <laughs> oh, that's on this great. show. <laughs> I buy that. So you were saying Austin, Texas. Yeah, I lived in a, a like a haunted condo in Ooh, Austin. Ooh, let's get into that. Yep. Um, should I tell you all first or just get into that? Go, 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 however you want to tell your tales, tell them. Okay. Spin those yarns. Let's spin them. Um, and then <clears throat> I lived in a place in L.A. where I lived with three other girls. Okay. Uh, which Dan, my dude. Call, yeah. always called the house of women because it was this weirdly laid out house when you used to have these giant parties that seriously looked like parties from a 90s movie <laughs> where all of us would invite everyone we knew and we were all pretty still fairly new to LA uh-huh. so it would just be hundreds of people it was the weirdest like you would stand up top and take a picture and it was just a sea of people Love and there that. were there were there was a wall of mirrors in the living room because it was built in the 80s or something. That's why he thought the house was always so full of women because there were three of you, but the <laughs> reflections doubled the chips. magnified yeah. it. Yeah, but we, we used to have the. This is a side note. We used to have these things happen at our parties where all the chicks would stand in the mirror and one person would get in front and sort of like make up a dance. And because it's in a mirror, oh, yeah. it just looks like a choreographed dance. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened a lot in dance studio. <laughs> yes. Um, but that one, I feel like was, something was up and I made it go away. Or we Ooh, made it go away. Okay. Yeah. By sleeping with the devil. No. Oh. <laughs> By not sleeping with the devil. That only works for you, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <clears throat> Uh, I'll um, tell you what, it didn't fix anything. But that one <laughs> but, did involve uh, a, uh, like, the first night we all slept there. We moved in. Okay. This is the L.A. place. Yeah. And my friend Kendra, who lived there with me, had a cat. Her little cat, Dixie, loved, I loved Dixie. I mean, so far you haven't said anything that hasn't convinced me that you were already a coven of witches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't veer too far off of that. Jeez. So Dixie always slept with me in our old place as well. And she was in my room the first night we slept there. And she was going crazy, like watching things from side to side, running from one side of the room. This is not acting how she doesn't act. And I just felt weird, like scared and not of what. And I knew she was looking at something. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of the night, but my thought process was, well, we just moved in here. What are we going to do? Like, <laughs> this can't go down like this. Yeah. So I went and woke up Kendra, and she. we had made a bedroom of the French doors in the living room. And so I was like, rap, 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 rap on the flimsy door. <laughs> and I went in. I was like, hey, man, um, I need you to come in my bedroom and sleep in my bed with me. <laughs> 
It's just kind of something weird, but we don't need to go into it. Just we're gonna sleep in there all night. And she's we don't thinking, need to go into it. She's yeah. thinking, oh my god, we just moved in together. How am I gonna live with this? <laughs> Every night she's gonna invite me into her bed. Well, this is how she's a real homie forever. Is she went okay? <laughs> all right, let's do we, it. We went in, we slept all night in there, and then uh, the next morning I like saged and did a bunch of prayers and like basically told whatever it was to get the fuck out and that it wasn't if it was bad it wasn't welcome yeah and it was fine from then on out oh wow really yeah. but i think it, right away i think also something got weird i haven't read a lot about this but i had initially i had my bed the bedroom was weirdly the guy's recording studio previously mm. and so it had this strange closet with a cutout mm. that mm-hmm. i think he used as a booth mm-hmm Anyway, or I had put bodies in. Or put bodies in. Yeah. <laughs> Dump them over the cutout. <laughs> yeah, so did I, you look over? Did you peer over the edge and look down in there? Never did. Well. <laughs> but I had a I had my bed in the middle of the room, kind of facing this weird mirror. And I think since I've learned like don't put your bed in front of a mirror. That causes yeah, weird stuff. I would agree with that. Yeah. So I moved the bed and did all this like stuff, and then it was fine. Wow. Mind wow. you, we all felt like we were wild animals in that house. Hence the parties and I stuff. I mean, it sounds like but you it guys wasn't had any good times. It wasn't any bad ghosts. Okay. Yeah. Now, did your friend that night when she came to sleep with you, did she also get spooked? Could she feel what you were feeling? She knew that something like slightly scary was going on, because I've since talked to her about it, but she... She also just like had my back to the point that she was like, "Okay, you say we got to go sleep in there. I guess yeah. we have to Let's do it." Yeah, <laughs> great. and didn't ask any questions. We just went in there and went to was sleep. Was she a great roommate? Oh, she's the best. She's right. still yeah, she's still my homie forever. Oh my god, yeah. never had one of those. Yeah, you beat the ghost together. Yeah. yeah, beat it back. Yeah, the power of love. And then the other the other one is I feel like. One night I saw something akin to like a shadow figure. Oh, let's get <laughs> into that, that. That one I honest honestly, I hate to even talk about it. Well, yeah. you came to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I decided on the way here. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm let's into do it. it. I want to hear all about this. Um Yeah, because that's a thing, the shadow people. I know. And then when I started learning afterward that that is a thing, I was like, Mm -hmm. usually that it's with sleep paralysis, which I've never had. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. I don't ever want it. It's not fun. Do either of you have it? No. I used to get it a lot. I don't have it as much as I used to, but yeah. And shadow figures with it? Um, sometimes I was in London in college. I studied abroad mm-hmm. and I definitely had a sleep paralysis moment while I was in London. There were like five guys in this flat God. and it was above a old, uh, the flat was above a um, pub that was being renovated. And one of the things that happened during this period was you would walk through a little like carriage tunnel past the empty pub to get to the door that led up to her flat. And one time a friend and I were coming home from uh, drinks that night and we were just chit-chatting. And as we walked through the tunnel, you could hear the pub as if it were a full, it was full of people. You could hear the clanking and clattering of dishes and glasses and like that hum of like people talking. And it was so subtle and so clear at the same time that it, we didn't, register it until we got out of the tunnel and it stopped and we both looked at each other and went uh did you just hear it like because you're so used to hearing those sounds in the city that it was like that just sounded like the pub was full of people and he heard it too and then one night around that time i woke up in the room that i shared with two other guys and i had sleep paralysis and there was a, I could see the silhouette of a man sitting next to my bed, muttering about the Americans in his home. And he was just like under low breath, really, really angry. Mm. And it was one of those, it was like, Dear it could God. have been a weird dream, but also we had already had the pub thing happen and it's London. I mean, like something followed every pantry in london is haunted you know what (laughs) i mean it's just so old yes um so i have had kind of that shadow but Mm. i didn't feel like he was a shadow person i felt maybe Mm. he was like a ghost of a dude that was just pissed at all these like american flakes were were there Mm. 
Oh my God, I had one recently. Oh, oh my God, really? yes. Then Kevin knows about this. Oh my God, at the Groundlings. Anyway, I'll tell you this one. Yeah, okay, tell, I want to hear Shadow Story, then we got to hear Groundlings, okay. then we got to hear about the haunted condo. Okay, got it. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in. It's going to be a month long with Evie Pat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the Shadow one's fairly short, I think. It's just, so, mind you, I was exhausted, but whatever. So, it was when we lived at Gower and Scenic, and we lived in the upstairs of a condo. I mean, upstairs of a duplex. Mm-hmm. And um, there just was one night when I I turned over and looked to the side of the bed and like, hmm, what's that, like three feet high? Mm-hmm. Like three feet high, sort of all black, looked like hooded. Ooh, thing, God. small. Ooh. And it was so instantly terrifying. And so I screamed... But my scream came out of like sleep and like oh, from the pits of God, me. Yeah. So my scream came out like, oh, <laughs> like so guttural. That's great. Like, like you had just won WrestleMania 38. Yeah. Got and it. like I was trying to scare it, yeah. but I didn't know what else to do. It was primal. Yeah. Like, Ooh. like, yeah, no, no horror movie girl scream on it. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just passing a kidney stone. Yeah. So then Dan wakes up, and then when he's awake, it's not there anymore, but I'm like, it was so there. Did you instantly start strangling Dan? (laughs) Get off me. I mean, he immediately woke up when I screamed. So I was like, get the light on, get the light on. So he turned it on, nothing was there, but I was like convinced Adrenaline rushing, shaking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, totally. Air theremin all over that place. Totally. So I'm telling him what what I saw, why I was screaming, whatever. He's trying to like tell me everything's okay. So we turn the light off. I actually wrote a sketch about this when I was on Sunday Company at Groundlings <laughs> and did it. Um, so the lights are off, and then it's like hmm, 10 seconds later in the darkness, Dan in like a scared voice, but trying not to sound scared, goes, hey, um... Why'd you scream so deep like that? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, because oh, I was trying to scare it. I, I don't know. I, wh-. and then another couple of seconds, he goes, "It's just, oh, it's just weird because you sounded possessed." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> He's like, "Oh no." I just want to make sure that before we go back to bed, <coughs> that you're not really possessed. <laughs> and they're like, "That's that's the scariest, the di- the sort of like most." inarticulate deepest scariest thought if you see something like that is like mm. oh god demon what is this yeah like um yeah because it's not supposed to be there it's not supposed to be there. i don't like the height of it i don't like the height of it i don't like, like the, the fact that shape there's a hood of it. on it that reminds me of that movie night with communion those little three foot aliens I, that's the, the first thing that came hoods. in my head the little yeah. blue doctors the little blue doctors mm. yeah that's super well, super creepy. you didn't see any strange lights that night in the sky did you I didn't. Oh, that's good. I didn't. But that's another scary thing is once you start reading about like shapes like that or things appearing, yeah, there's so many alien ties in, tie-ins, and uh, yeah, it almost makes you want to stop. The three-foot thing is usually a dead giveaway of an alien being in the room. It's no, I don't know, man. I don't don't like that. It's bad enough when they're like people-sized and wearing fedoras. Mm. Right, but like the like little entities, that mm. shit, no thinking. Because the man. stuff I've heard recently is that usually there's a. Thankfully, I was afraid, but the one thing that I've read about or heard about that freaks me out is that a lot of times there's a a weird like false calm that goes with it, Ooh. where they're like blocking your receptors. Oh, where, you, where they're telling you some version of. It's okay. Oh, now, right. this is a straight-up alien abduction you're talking yeah. about. Or the shadow people. The alien the aliens. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. this is fine. And so even if your brain is like, I feel scared, something in your brain is also they going like, like inoculate you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, from your own fear. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And especially the people sleeping next to you, too. They, you know, they inoculate them. And, right. And so that they could even, like, wake up, look around. I don't see anything. I'm going back to bed. That's like, like, oh, no, don't yeah. go back to bed. Have you guys had alien stuff? No. Uh, yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah, I've seen stuff in the in the sky, and I've even gotten some cool video stuff. But I've never had like 
anything coming in. I've never room. had anything in my bedroom, but this yeah. whole we with the oh. very beginning of this podcast, I did see the silhouette. My dogs actually saw it. Uh, told this story a couple times, but on the first podcast, we, my dogs woke up one night barking and I came out in the living room and they were staring at the window and there was a silhouette of what looked like a gray alien. Come on. And the window I screamed, turned on the light and it, it ran off. It was well, really, really fucked up. I was thinking, you know, there, on the first episode we did, <laughs> oh, I talked about this thing when I was like eight years old that, that uh, peered into the into my window. It was like this red glowing, kind of very devilish figure with the horns and and we discussed it looked like the Underwood uh, devil. Canned ham. Canned ham devil. devil. Very prototypical, but um, but there's some literature out there on famed ufologists that like, you know, um, whatever these aliens are, they're allowed to put on masks and right. sometimes they use the mask of a demon, a very, right. you know, and so I'm not or monkeys or an alien. What? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Monkeys. Yeah. I was hearing I mean, this, like this apes or monkeys, talk. monkeys, like mm. that's another like inoculation thing. I this is something like, I monkeys. is new to me. Yeah. I, I feel like if we all got um, regressed hypnosis, we might find a, a lot more information about, uh, the, you know, maybe the, we wouldn't want to hear the about The animal it. that I know is associated a lot with alien abductions are owls. Mm-hmm. That people yeah, see right. owls outside their window. Okay. Well, and then owl, <laughs> and then the face of the owl sometimes like morph into mm-hmm. the alien gray, or that a lot of abductions are preceded by oh. the spotting of an owl. Yeah, I've heard this owl stuff too. Yeah, and that's like when you watch Labyrinth, like the whole opening sequence of Labyrinth is the owl mm-hmm. who yeah. comes and then it like lands on a post and like that's Jareth who abducts the baby. Mm-hmm. It's like his... Was um, there was a good movie about it too, uh, Nome, Alaska. There's a, there's a famed kind of... Uh, um, UFO incident cases where all these uh, all these people that were abducted they made a movie about it too. Um, you know they would see owls in their window, and I thought they did a great job doing that movie. But that was freaky as shit. Yeah, uh, I gotta same do research on that place. I did see a massive owl one night. Yeah. Really? Out? Yeah, out because <clears throat> so the the bed was like. Uh, it was almost like the window was part of the headboard. Yeah. Um. Oh, that creeps me out too. It does for sure. I always feel I like something can just it. reach in and drag me out of yeah. the Well, it was second floor, so it was very treehouse. Well, a giant. Yeah. A giant could <laughs> yeah. have done it. And we had a the bed we had was this like custom made thing and it had a sort of a ledge on the back of it that I had a little bed and um one of our cats, uh, who has since passed away, Violet would sleep Aww. on that at night. That's my doggie's name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she so one night I woke up. And she was looking out the window, and she would did one of those like get low things, and I was like, "What is that?" And then I start hearing like, "Ooh, ooh," and I was mm. like, "Is that an owl?" Like, wow. when do you see owls in L.A.? And it was mm, I massive, haven't. but it w- for sure was magical. Mm. I don't, I don't know if it was alien stuff. I hope not. Weird. Probably, but it was on, on this show. Massive, and it was an definitely alien. Alien. yeah. <laughs> we always lean to it was an alien. So what's happened at the Groundlings? Because actually, Kevin, I think, brought this up on the show before, that the Groundlings is supposedly there's stuff going on there. Yeah, which I had never experienced ever. And I thought, like, well, most likely it is. Most theaters are. Do you have something yeah. going on? And the the history of the place is, like, you know, in the past a little dicey. It was e- either a bathhouse or a brothel or something uh-huh. way back. Yeah. So there's got to be some strange energy floating around. Yeah. Um, But... I had never had the things. I've gotten creeped out there before and like run down that hallway where the lockers are or like mm-hmm. run from downstairs. That's kind out. of a spooky hallway just because it's like a low ceiling totally. and the light's kind of weird totally. in it. And you could see like an arm coming out of one of those lockers sure. and then just dragging you straight to hell. For sure. <laughs> Happens all the time. There yeah. Are t- yeah, there are times like Happens when we would hang out after the main show. If I would go back to get a water behind this curtain in that hallway... There were a couple times I didn't even tell Kevin about where I would like grab the water and yank my arm back because I'm like, something's going to grab my arm. One of those, <laughs> one of those wigs is going to come to <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah. Uh. But this was weird because I'd never had anything and I didn't doubt that people had, but I'd never had anything. And I was like, it's not as haunted as people think. But there was a time during the day we were up there for previews. This is probably three and a half months ago. I went into the big dressing room and over in the sort of right-hand corner beside these lockers and against the counter where you put on your makeup and stuff, I hear this, like, like, almost exactly that noise. This weird, like, mumbling. To the point that I was like, 
who's doing that? Right. So I'm looking there. There's nothing covering it. No one's there. And I'm like, what? To the point that I, yeah, did a movie style, like turn around and I'm like furrowed brow, like what's happening? And then another girl, Emily, walked in. Thank God. And we both stood there and heard like. What? Went, Did you? Hear? She was like, what was that? I, I thought it was Lisa over there. And now there's. So, yeah. And the, the thing is, the alley's there. But sounds from the alley sound different. It, yeah. It was in the room. Well, yeah. And if you spend enough time in a place, you know the sounds of that space. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And you can hear muffled every now and then if someone's screaming oh, in the alley. So that was weird. not it. Are you the type to like go investigate further? Come on, let's go. Let's walk down that little further, see if we can. I mean, we went over to where it was. There's right. nothing there. And they did, once they did have like um, a ghost hunter show come. Oh. <gasps> Were you there for that? Uh, no way. Oh, no way, what did they find? I gotta ask. I don't. I'm sure they mm. try to do EVPs. And stuff. I just keep picturing those. Like, if all the wigs, all the wigs came together to form like a shape of a, a wig man, <laughs> a bigfoot a wig, wig like man. flopping down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. You that's can like you a can scary one, monster. Michael. Okay, that's your. That's all yours, wig man. Trademark wig man. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that EVP stuff is pretty freaky, though. We had one guest. Uh, um, I believe it was Donna Lynn Champlain, right? Who Champlain, uh, yeah. Yeah, Champlain, who brought in um, some EVP recordings, which are electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. They were genuinely kind of terrifying. They were really creepy. Yeah. My cousin, who's a total amateur with mm. this stuff, is is very into ghosty stuff. She lives in Texas, but she had gone to um, the one... It's out. My sister lives in Denver, and it's the you know the Shining Hotel. What's yeah. it called? The, the Overlook. Yeah, but it's, it's called. Um, oh, what it what it what it's really called? Dang it! Not sure. You know it's what just I'm talking the about? The exactly scenic, about scenic. Yeah. Isn't it the scenic hotel? No. It's, oh boy, I'm gonna Google it right now. Keep telling your super story. Super famous, but anyway, she you know her EVP stuff is just like not pro stuff even. Right. And she went there with her mom and I think her two aunts. Yeah. And they just sort of, she just sort of put it on and let it be on oh, the, the whole Stanley Hotel. The Stanley, yes. Mm-hmm. It started with an S. They just left it on the whole time they were in there and then sort of forgot. And um, she played one for me that I have a weird thing every now and then. It doesn't happen all the time, but if I hear uh, ghosty stuff, my eyes will start watering. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have you ever known mm. someone with that? No. And it's not crying, it's more just like water comes you get out. Me- <laughs> Maybe your eyeballs are haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen every time, but there are times when she played that for me, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like certain music that gives me like chills or I choke yeah. up a little bit, but mm. I don't know. Or ghosty it's a noise. We- it's a weird ghost weird. thing. Yeah. But she I played it for me. Touched. One, one of them said, uh, one of them said something like, Oh, this place is probably 100 years old or something like that. And then in the EVP and the playing back, a woman's voice goes, more like 250. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty Weird. strange phenomena right yeah, there. Yeah, and for like amateur equipment too. Yeah. 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 I was like, Ooh. You've got, you've got something, like you got a orbit Something's around you, up. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Did, so I what, don't want to see stuff. Sure, though. nobody does. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, some people do. Ghost hunters do, obviously. I right. mean, like, come yeah. at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> come at me, wig man. Get out of that locker, wig man. <laughs> I'm not afraid of no wig man. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, what? Oh, what was I got? Anyway, I got distracted by thinking about that Groundlings wig man again. Um, what happened in the condo in Texas? Let's go back. Um. Yeah, so that one, I feel like we made worse by being scared of it. Oh, yeah. And then talking about it. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. I feel like we exacerbated it hugely. Okay. So we lived, it was my friend Roxanne and I, and we lived with this girl, Jo Beth, and um, who we had gone to college with. And Jo Beth was, is for sure like kind of touched and like Mm -hmm. tapped in. Mm -hmm. And she had seen something. And I don't know, instead of just like accepting that, we kind of all got afraid. She had, she had seen a little boy like 
No. Go from her bedroom to no. to the balcony. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. No, keep and on walking. Like, okay, no kids. Okay. No ghost boy. kids here. Yeah. Bus stops down the street. Yeah. And so <laughs> initially that going. was scary, but it was fine. But then it very quickly escalated to the point that uh, enough stuff happened that if we pulled up and I if I didn't see either of their cars there, I didn't go home. And they right. were doing the same. You would circle. So just the three of you circling the block for two yes. hours to see yes. who will park first. Or just first. like going to a friend's house. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it was the worst. Oh, but oh, that yeah. one was uh, a lot of auditory stuff. Oh, you know what? The weirdest, the scariest part of it. There was a day during the day. <laughs> like how annoyed you are by the f- memory of the fear. Like, I am. Oh, you know what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there, Shit is repressed. Yeah. There was a day during the day that I was there by myself and I listened to like footsteps come up the carpet stairs, and I out loud went, "Hey man, um, <laughs> we're gonna be cool, but you have to be cool too. <laughs> right. Like that's the deal we're gonna make. I'm fine with you being here, but you have to be cool. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it would be fine, and then we would get all reafraid, and it would get weird. A lot of doorbell stuff. The doorbell Ooh. had no filter on Ew. it. And so, what does that mean? So it's just like, it's just that, yeah, it's that horrible noise oh, where it's not even a two tone. It just goes. <laughs> but there was a night when we were. It's the sound you make yeah. when you're woken up by a shadow creature yeah. in the middle of the night. We had invited this dude who, I don't know how this went down. We had invited this dude who was our teacher. Pardon. At college, to um come to some film festival with us. It was me, my friend Roxanne, and our friend Roberto. And um, he came. And mind you, this was probably just like nothing. I've done it a thousand times, just forgetting to put it on. But he showed up without his wedding ring, which we thought was hilarious. Because we're like, does he think he's going to hook up? Like, what's happening? So after uh, ladies, he... I took the liberty of taking off my wedding ring. So yeah. whichever one I sleep of you I sleep with tonight yeah. won't be reminded of the fact. So when he left, we started doing these like skits, like uh-huh. just riffing on it was be like, okay, you be him, you be trying to leave, and we'll be us. And like so it was just like cycling through, taking turns to be him. And the the little skit always ended with him standing at the door with a boner and going, what are you going to leave me like this? <laughs> and we just kept cycling through. We were crying, laughing, dying. And it was one of those weird, um, I don't know, like a, an emotional apex where you're just like, right. we were laughing so hard, like to where you feel like you're going to vomit. And you start clawing your skin off your face. And that's <laughs> yes. when you realize you've all been possessed by the ghost in there. Yeah. So we're laughing so hard. And then the doorbell goes, yeah, <laughs> louder and longer than it ever has for a full like 30 oh, seconds. Wow. To the point that we grab each other and all high voice scream. <laughs> Even oh, Roberto. my God. We immediately go to see who's there. No one's there. No one's at the parking lot. No one's anywhere. And it, this is going to sound insane, but it sounded like something was trying to join in. Oh, that's wild. It felt like something was trying to join in. <laughs> the ghost doesn't know how to laugh. So it's like, yeah. I yeah. think laughter sounds like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or it wanted us to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It was like, shut up, shut yeah, up. Yeah, it might have been that. But that even weirder than that was, uh, and weirder than the hearing the footsteps, was one night at like probably three in the morning, like dead on witching hour. Yeah, that's yep, witching high hour. strangeness. Yeah. Um, I from a dead sleep, I just like pop up in my bed and I'm like, gotta get downstairs because all three of our bedrooms were upstairs. That sounds like an alien abduction. Well, it was really creepy. So I go downstairs. I'm sort of going like, what am I? One second, two seconds later, Roxanne comes running down the stairs. No. And then we both stand there and we're like, What are we doing Wait, here? Why did we come down here? And that that feeling dawning on us both of like, ew, something made me get out of my bed and come down here. That was super scary. Yeah, that's creepy. So after that, everything got weirder and weirder and weirder. And Joe Beth was like having constant 
Well, you know, you should never check that book of black magic out of the library. <laughs> That's See, what I'm, started all of it. I'm the girl who like will not do any of it. Like when people did Ouija boards, I was like, it's okay, I'll, I'll watch. I'm mm-hmm. not touching it. Yeah. That's smart. Because yeah. I don't want it. So what do you think the guy, the ghost of the dude called you down there? Or just everybody had the same sensation? Something. I don't know. I don't like that one bit. I don't no, like you, that one You get one like one a bit. feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And today in your life, are you other, I mean, other than the thing, the the, the groundling wig man, what, what <laughs> have you, I mean, in your new home, are you not experiencing this stuff as much? No, uh, not at all. Thank okay. goodness. Oh my God. Thank goodness. You just had a run of bad luck with uh, haunted well, houses. And I wouldn't even say bad luck. Like, and P.S., the one we lived in here, like one night felt weird. Yeah. And then we managed to go. Because I do believe that. I do believe you can go like, you know what? I'm not up for this. And if yeah. you can say that with confidence and do whatever your version of it is of like praying it away or saging or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think you can make it not be. I That's... think when you buy into it and get get afraid, it feeds it. Yeah. You can make it stronger by indulging it. But yes. I think also the, 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 the thing we've learned or heard about, uh, interviewing people like Donna Lynn and stuff that I've read. It's like, if you acknowledge the presence of the creature or the being and say, okay, I acknowledge that you're here. I'm going to be here for a while too. So you can either just chill Mm -hmm. or you can go away now and leave us alone. I'll chill. (laughs) I'm a super chill too. Yeah. I'm cool. Okay, great. Great. Um, Sick, bro. That's what you're supposed to do. And some people it's like, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, you know, like some people are really dramatic. Right. About That's that it, Loch Ness but... story. The Loch Ness monster oh, yeah, came Saint out Columba. of this. Uh, Saint Columbo got tired of his ass jumping cast, out of the lake. Cast so... him back into the water. Yeah, he cast him away using uh, yeah the power of Christ. Dang. So, so yeah. ghosts, you you you're you're in all in for ghosts. Yeah. And I've had a few a few people in my life, a couple strangers, like one literally like a homeless woman in the park, mm-hmm. come up and go like. She she made me this clay thing on a toothpick. Oh, that's not good. And wanted me to buy it, but whatever. Right. It's also not clay. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was gum. Um, but she, there's a, I've had a couple times in my life, people I don't know or do know in a weird circumstance telling me they could see my aura. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I think sometimes, yeah, I, I have a something happening. I feel like you're a little bit of a lightning rod for this yeah. stuff. Sounds you know, like something's it. You know, up. you can have your aura photographed. There's, uh, Have you ever heard about that? Right, no, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. those are very I interesting. I had one taken yeah. with me and my bulldog. Oh, did you really? Oh, oh that's, that's pretty cute. wild. <laughs> like, you should bring that to the show. <clears throat> I gotta find it. Um, mm. So ghosts, you're in UFOs. Believer? Believer. Bigfoot. We're just in on Bigfoot. Believer. All right. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We got a full trinity here. Good. We love that. I got to think it through because it's like, I think probably we're saying the wrong stuff for it. Right. We're labeling it wrong. He's less on the totem pole. As I was reading something today, as like, you know, um, only about 14% of people actually believe in Bigfoot. There's another 40% that are like, "Uh, I'm not sure. And then. Uh, the other 40%, I'm not sure if the math adds up, but they're like, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of no's here when it comes I just to think the old insane. Sasquatch. Yeah. Well, I, still, we're, um, what's that uh, thing, the Mandela effect or whatever? Like, Yeah, still... we talked about this with, do you know Tara Copeland? Mm-mm. Oh, we, we had her on the show a few episodes back. She brought this up. Yeah. Mm. Still, there's animals that they're going like, wait, this never existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just like, we. there's so much we don't know. Yeah. So yeah. there, I think there is something akin to Bigfoot for sure. Okay. Well, and we've like, we've made it dicey and sort of cartooned it out by saying Bigfoot. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it is like a pretty dated name. That's like a 1950s right. term for the guy. And it was basically a mascot. Right. Um. Okay, we're going to take a break. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, that, that was story, wild. Oh my uh, when we come back, it's time for high strangeness, and I think Bigfoot. I cannot wait. Yeah, we're gonna right. pro- we're gonna prove he exists today. All right. Great. Final day, <laughs> episode twenty six, twenty seven. What is this? Twenty seven? I don't know. It's not a math podcast. We caught him. It is a math. I. It's not a math. It's podcast. not a math podcast. <laughs> Mm. 
Welcome back to the Wigman Hour. Wigman Hour. I'm your host, Wigman. Oh, boy. Today, we're going to listen to the story of High Strangers. Is the Wigman funny? Yeah, pass me that brush. Got a couple knots needed. The Wigman. So, Bryce, yes. uh, you're going two episodes in a row because a couple episodes ago, I went two in a row, so we owe you an episode. Mm. Yeah, no worries, man. I'm excited about Sometimes this. Sometimes we switch it up. We switch it up. Um, like I said, today, I wanted to bring in absolute irrefutable proof of Bigfoot, just for you, Edie. So. Great. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm here. There it is. Hi, okay. Bryce. Thanks he for listening. He sat so quietly behind that drum set this entire time. <laughs> Um, this is called the Snellgrove Lake incident. Have you heard Ooh, of this? No. All right. So I enjoy the name. It's... Yeah. So 250 miles north of Ottawa in Canada lies a lone fishing cabin at a remote lake. Now this camp is in a densely forested area accessible only by float plane in virtual uncharted territory with the nearest town about 200 miles away. The lake and surrounding area are all but frozen for the majority of the year, except for the 10 to 12 weeks in the summer season when it's rented out by adventurous fishermen who are flown in only to report that once they get there, they have the strange sense of being watched or observed by something in the woods. I feel like all these fishermen are being flown in to be hunted by other men. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Something very strange happening here. Yeah. yeah, at night, eerie sounds are said to haunt the fishing camp. Strange howling screams, whistling, wood knocking, and the startling sounds of large rocks that are often thrown at the cabin in the, in the middle of the night from seemingly out of nowhere. Now, one group of fishermen claims to have seen something large, dark, and hairy approach the cabin at night, peer into the window, growl, and then shake the cabin violently as if to say, you are not welcome here. Um, not in a calm voice like I did, but more like a, <laughs> you are not more like a Bigfoot here. voice okay. saying that. Okay, I'm cool. <clears throat> yeah. You are not welcome here. Um, all Pay attention to my words, not my body <laughs> Not what my body's doing All this culminating to someone, or better yet, something Breaking into the cabin in the off-season of 03 And ripping the place apart Pulling out stovepipes, tearing the sink basin off of the bathroom wall And basically demolishing the inside of the cabin Do you think he took a raid shit? I mean, do you think that? I mean, he just took after all that. He just took a huge dump. No in the middle scat of the evidence floor. collected here, Michael. Um, now, leaving the cabin owner Chuck Moss back, no choice but to to devise a plan so that whatever destroyed the inside of his fishing cabin might think twice before treading there again. He created a special little welcome mat for the intruder, covered Under with rage shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Underneath of which were embedded with dozens of three-inch threaded screws sticking out from the bottom. Oh, wait a minute. Of one-inch piece of plywood he's, placed at the front of the door, nail side up. He's pulling a Kevin McAllister on this mm, guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Um, returning months later, Chuck discovered a large red stain on one side of this deadly doormat. Something definitely unknowingly approached the front door and stepped on the mat, leaving a pool of dried blood hair and what some and what even looked like skin tissue Ooh. it's crazy because that is like you are not only like hurting the bigfoot you're also sort of like getting him like in the place that's most important to his reputation his it's, big foot yeah it's like a yeah. it's an insult yeah. added to the injury yeah that's right michael i'm glad you brought that up great point yeah Interscientists and cryptozoologist doctors kurt nelson and jeff meldrum Kurt Nelson is a microbiologist from the University of Minnesota and Dr. Jeff Meldrum, an anthropologist from the University of Idaho. Both men on a mission to discover proof of a bipedal hominin roaming the forested woods of the Pacific Northwest, commonly known by the locals as Sasquatch. Now, I did a little research on the name Sasquatch, and it's believed to be an anglicization of the Salish word sesquets, meaning wild man or hairy man. J.W. Burns coined that the coined the term in the 1930s. Now, J.W. Burns was an Indian agent assigned to the Chehalis Band, now known as the Stalis uh, First Nation. The Stasalis, uh, it's S-T-S-A-I-L-E-S, Stasalis people claim a close bond with Sasquatch, and this is what I like. They believe it to have the ability to move between the physical and spiritual realm. 
Now, upon hearing about the recent accounts and possible physical evidence left behind by the creature, doctors Nelson and Meldrum descended upon the Snellgrove Lake cabin with a small video and audio crew to record a segment for the History's Channel popular show Monster Quest. And record a music video for their prog rock band. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Once there, they closely examined the nail board and took samples of the hair and tissue for DNA analysis, noting that whatever stepped on it seemed to leave the impression of a somewhat large footprint, 18 inches or so to be exact. And I'll pass you around a picture right here of the nail board. And uh, they kind of drew out where the red blood stains were, and it makes this, um, well, what looks to be like a big foot. Now, the bottom picture is a problem with this computer graphic. You do, yes. And then also this other photo. I assume this Sasquatch was drawn into the photo. Yes, this was drawn into the photo to give you a uh, kind of hyperbole of this situation. Hyperbole? Yeah. Is that right? Did I use that right? I don't think so. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I know what you mean. It's not a grammar podcast. This isn't a grammar podcast, Michael. Uh, Because it's by the front door. It's by the front door. They laid it right down on the front door. So if he was the Sasquatch tried to come back into the cabin and trash Mm -hmm. it. You know, it's actually across the threshold. Yeah, stomp. It's actually kind of uh, um, a common bear trap that uh, that a lot of uh, woodsmen and stuff will do when they leave their cabins. um, You know, in forested areas like Canada and stuff like that. Now. Um, I just pictured an angry Canadian man just like who did not want to talk to his wife, just plays <laughs> <laughs> nail boards all around him. I'm in my quiet space now. Leave, Leave me, me alone. So the doctors immediately went about setting up camera traps around the perimeter and began looking for other evidence to support their hunch that a 900-pound, 8-foot-tall Bigfoot had been living in the area and was harassing the outsiders infringing upon its territory. The first few nights were relatively quiet, except when on the last night one of the crew members was peeing near the porch when he was startled by a large rock thrown against the side of the cabin. Frightened, he grabbed Jeff and Kurt and told them what had happened. Um, and this is, uh, in quotes, a stone was thrown at about 2 a.m., executive producer Doug Hijabik told the New York Post. That stone hit like a bullet. It was thrown with amazing accuracy. The crew threw a stone back, and in a matter of minutes, a second stone was launched at them. Let's provoke it. I was really scared. I felt the adrenaline, said Hadjabek. When we threw that rock back into the woods and then it got sent back, my heart raced. Now, when the morning finally came, (laughs) doctors Kurt Nelson and Jeff Meldrum and their small crew were flown out of Snell Grove, and the hair and tissue samples were taken to labs for immediate analysis. Here's where things get a little interesting. (laughs) As if they weren't already. (laughs) This is where? The lab reports. So let's start with hair, The hair uh, in a process called hair morphology. Wildlife biologist Dr. Lynn Rogers studied hair obtained by Nelson and Meldrum for the nail board stating, from the nail board stating, um, in quotes, I looked at the hair and compared it to every North American animal, especially ones that live in northern Ontario, and it didn't match with anything, and it certainly was not bare, stating further that it looked human to me, but there was two important differences in the, in the morphology. One is that under a microscope, there was no medulla. You see, all human hair has a spongy center mass of massive tissue called the medulla. And the other one is that it had a naturally worn tip, a a tapered tip. This had not been cut. It's almost like it came from a wild human. That left me confused as to what it could be. I'll be really interested to see what the DNA shows. Had Dr. Rogers been examining the hair of a possible Sasquatch? The DNA... So, mitochondrial DNA is the most accurate method known for species identification, and after sequencing the DNA samples taken from Snellgrove Lake, they were compared to a database of all known living organisms on the planet. The findings were as follows, as quoted by microbiologist Dr. Kurt Nelson. It was identical to human DNA, except it had one nucleotide polymorphism. That nucleotide that was different is one that is shared with chimpanzees. I got DNA that was primate DNA, and I knew that I might be looking at the DNA of a Sasquatch. In other words, the DNA said primate, but not quite human, and not quite non-human primate, with only just one of the base pairs deviated from ours. That's awesome. Now, great apes share nearly identical DNA with man, except for a 35 base pair deviation. Mm. The Snellgrove base pair has only one deviation, and according to Dr. Nelson, that leaves a 1 in 5,000 chance that this is human DNA. 
The cabin's still there and still available for rent if you're interested, Edie. Let's Special episode. Go. <laughs> Fire up the boat we plane. We are going to Canada. <laughs> Although be warned, there might be a limping Sasquatch roaming the area. A Sasquatch that is extremely pissed off. And that's my tale. If he's still alive. That was 2003. Wow. Yeah, we should go. So, yeah, I love this case because, I mean, they really, they set something out a trap and... uh, and you know you could see from the the the, the whole segment is videoed for uh, History Channel's Monster Quest, and there there is like a reliable source of information. Uh, I know. Well, you know uh, these guys are uh, two of the best doctors in the field. I mean, Doctor Jeff Meldrum. I'm sure you're familiar with him. He's been. I I don't know about him. No. Uh, maybe. I mean, I. Well, he's got an extensive plaster cast. I'm, um, I'm more of a face guy, not okay. a name guy. So I don't um, have to see. Him. Well, they're very credible doctors, and. Uh, in, in their fields of science. I like, thought you did a really good job of bringing the science today, Bryce. Well, thank yeah. you. A lot of people like to say we don't have any science to back this stuff up. <laughs> well, eat your butt. Eat your butt, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, great story. Thank what you. Else? Do you have anything else to No, no, I don't. Add I mean, to that? No, not really. That is the story of the, the Snowgrove Lake Sasquatch. Dude, yeah. I awesome. love it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to ask our guest, Edie, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City. Food-wise, a city famous for its barbecue. But that's about to change. My name is W. Dave Keith, host of the podcast Taco the Town, and I believe that Kansas City is one of the most underrated, underappreciated, up-and-coming taco towns in the USA. On Taco the Town, we will shine a light on all the amazing tacos Kansas City has to offer. Kansas City is a great taco town filled with a variety of untapped taco stylings and flavors, and on the Taco the Town podcast, we won't stop until we've tasted every taco in the town. No taco table will go unturned. Each episode, we review a new taco Taco joint with a special guest. We share taco memories, discuss taco topics, and put tacos to the test. We check the latest stories in taco news, and no taco is off the table on Taco the Town. If you love tacos like I do, you're gonna love Taco the Town. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. That's Taco the Town. Shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. And And we're we're back. back. Uh, Edie, what the hell was that? Go. Okay, here, let me start with what I don't understand Mm -hmm. is, so, okay, I get we want to put out the trap and whatever, but it was 2003, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why couldn't they hook up a camera? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Why didn't they hook up a camera? Oh, well, you know, a lot of these uh, Bigfoot hunters, they'll leave out camera traps. um, And some Bigfoot hunters be like, you know, Bigfoot's onto those things. And that's like a for sure way never to get anything. Although there is one great photo of a, of this apparently Bigfoot reaching down, and it's from a camera trap. Oh. It's one of the best photographic evidences of Bigfoot out I there. I haven't seen that. But but to answer your question, is that the I mean, one that might be just a bear with mange? Yeah, it might be a bear with mange, but it's like weird because it's like leaning over, standing yeah, yeah. up, leaning over. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I mean, this mm-hmm. cabin is off limits for about 10 to 12 weeks of the year. So, I mean, if they're going to leave any kind of cameras, you know... Um, I think they usually take them with them as the video crew left. They were only there for about five nights, you know. Meanwhile, when they first got there, they set up all the camera traps. And interestingly enough, in the in the diary of the cabin, um, they discovered uh, another fisherman there that had found a trackway um, about a mile up the uh, a mile up the coast. A little Bigfoot path. Yeah, oh. a little Bigfoot path. So they went to check that out, and they found, you know, the the guy in the journal said uh, the diary was like, you know, sixteen inch tracks, deep heel base. Wow. Uh, I wish I could show you a picture of this lake. It is literally. I wish you could show me a picture of Bigfoot. <laughs> it is literally. In Why the, are you trying to show me these lakes? In the middle. <laughs> I want to see Bigfoot <laughs> of nowhere. You know, um, so it's really out there in the dense woods. You know. So what do you think, Edie? Do you think this is a uh, a Sasquatch? Mm. A wild man. I mean, that footprint was pretty big. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's something. It's something like a Sasquatch, I think. Um, yeah. I don't love their methods. Right. Um. Great. Because I think there would be way if you really, you know, it could go either way because it could. It's so obviously it could also be the thing where they're like, 
let's do enough stuff so they think it's Bigfoot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I do like that there was another thing in the uh, cabin diary and... Uh, yeah. Well, Something's the guy, the guy, out there. The guy had a video. The guy, the actual, the owner, Chuck Mosbeck, he took an insurance video for insurance purposes of the cabin, and this thing was ripped apart, and and you know the stoves pulled out of the wall, and and basically um, he ruled out the destruction by a black bear that time of year because bears would be in hibernation. Mm-hmm. Also stating that the wholesale rampaging was unlike what is expected from a bear because the refrigerator was not torn open for access to its insulation, which is usually the case. Um, because bears smell a formic acid associated with ants' nests, and it's usually the first thing they go for. So um, oh. there was no, like, scratch marks on the door or any of these appliances. I mean, it was literally like, you know, some, like, raging hulk just, like, you know, thrashed the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're solitary, right, according to the lore? Yeah, uh, Bigfoots? Yeah. You know, they can be. This one this one seemed to be a solitary Sasquatch. This seems like a male Sasquatch, like Silverback dude, yes. who's like, this is my fucking territory. Yeah, but there's Back also off. been reported of families of Sasquatch. Oh, but this, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of runs both gamuts. But oh. this one definitely, like Mike said, I see, uh, seemed to be like not liking intruders coming around this area, especially, yeah. um, you know, um, staying in that cabin. It seemed to have a definitely sense of... Well, and and, 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 and if it were such a remote area where there aren't people really coming that often, Mm -hmm. then this could be a Sasquatch that is less socialized. Right. You know, it's kind of like, uh, who the, what, who are these guys? And, you know, whereas I, I could imagine, I could see that maybe some of the ones that, you know, used to lurk around logging camps in the like 1930s. Maybe they were like a little bit more used to people being around. We're better at like tolerating them. Yeah, this guy sounds like a loner. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially I think it was so. so hard to get in and out of that place. Well, and then you know, I, I the amazing accuracy of the of him throwing the rock and hitting those cabins because you know the wood line is probably about you know a hundred yards away from the cabin as uh, you, you know those. Maybe are he's kind got of, a slingshot. Yeah, maybe. Um, why? I, I wonder why we <coughs> maybe because there aren't a ton of pictures and things. Why isn't this just like an animal we document? Well, and I wanted to bring that up. You know, I thought you guys would have been making a more meal out of like, well, why isn't this in all the science reviews? Why isn't this big news, you know? And that's a great question. I'm preparing a meal for you right now. (laughs) It's coming out of the oven and this is what it is. Here's my question. It goes along with this. Yeah. Why don't they, I feel like I have a very simple answer to this. I mean, if you have the budget. Why don't you take that DNA mm-hmm. that they found and clone it mm-hmm. and then see what they make right. with that DNA and then they can go it's a fucking Bigfoot right. like clone I mean I'm sure they're ethical ethical uh you know qua- you know problem or you know quandaries around this but like clone it no, clone it why not I mean be eventually at least they've got a way to program it so you could at least do a 3d print or something <laughs> yeah 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 i mean clone it that's what i would do like yeah, get one great... of these guys like bigelow who's got all this time and money on his hands he should like fund a project well, to clone and... some of this dna and see i mean at the but... worst you're gonna get a angry bear out of the deal mm-hmm. money seems to be the issue too in a lot of these like sampling cases well, because obviously. it runs about 2500 bucks to, to to run a, a dna sequencing um, but you would think, like, if they found genuine unknown DNA that yeah. was fresh, that they could find some rich eccentric to be like, who could claim I proved mm-hmm. that Bigfoot exists by cloning it? Well, and there was a follow up to the uh, to the DNA um, analyzing, and and uh, they asked him, you know, why wasn't this such a breakthrough? Okay. And uh, Dr. Meldrum responded, it, 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 it's not really a breakthrough. We're talking about a mere 300 base pair sequence. It's an extremely small sample. Um, nothing near a publishable result, which would have to be many thousands of nucleotides. Okay. Now, normally publishers require genetic sequencing to be submitted uh, to a public database before a paper's publication. But here's the slight hitch, right? The big public database requires a species identification, and Sasquatch isn't officially a species. So they have to run it up against something that's already in the system. And this oh. is where a lot of the uh, the people that's who what submit I mean. their... Like, why isn't that just... Why isn't that an animal? Well, they're trying to... Actually, there's like a couple lawsuits happening, one in Canada and one in Northern California. There's a woman who's suing... 
the state of California to have the Sasquatch that she has seen on her hikes identified as an official animal in the state and wildlife uh, wild wildlife um to by the wildlife department and she's just you know she's running up against people who are like give me a break yeah and to answer and to answer your question um they also followed up it looks now like not much of a breakthrough but still a big step in the right direction what's important is not that the dna is human we've had that before but that it is somewhat different that's what I had anxiously been looking forward to. If we had always nothing but human, i.e. sapiens results, for mainstream, would never pay any attention to it. Besides, that would be used by those who claim that the wild men are just wild men, i.e. homo ferris, human outcasts who have gone wild. This explanation is quite popular. Now, with the DNA somewhat different from the sapiens, we are firmly on the track of evolutionary hominology. The question now is how much or little different uh, Neanderthal DNA naturally comes to mind for comparison, but I don't know. So that's pretty interesting. You know, they definitely found that it wasn't a bear. It was no known North American animal species, the hair. It didn't contain the medulla that a human hair has, but yet it looked human. Um, and it also had a, a, a nucleotide polymorphism from human hair. So, so it's something, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, it's not, uh, it's very interesting, you know, leaving, leaving kind of uh, science still to wonder, like, is there something out there, a missing link or, or, you know, and then when you started to get into what we talk about, if this is more of sort of a paranormal creature leaving, you know, evidence. We do talk about that. We do uh, talk about that sometimes. A lot. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might uh, come and drop in and out of portals. Yeah. Right. Right. But, but so that's who's a to, thing. Yeah. Who's to say it can't leave some sort of physical trace evidence that would uh, befuddle science, you know? Yeah. yeah, so no one's ever found bones, right? No, but no. they also talk about how, like, it's very difficult to find wild animal bones in the forest too like you it's very very rare to come across like just bare bones or something because there's something about like these animals go off to places you know like you hear about like elephant graveyards which i guess counter contradicts my point but like a lot of times it's just like the carcasses get eaten up by the forest by predators and the bones disappear or they just go off and die someplace in the wild that people don't know about. So it is a good argument that like they haven't, an, there's no anthropological evidence of like bones left behind. But it is very difficult to find some like in some of these areas like wild wild animal bones. Yeah, one as well. guy was quoting is quoted as saying, "I mean, there's more dense wooded area in Canada alone than there is landmass in Europe." Like, wow. So oh, there is just, I mean, it is, it is just extremely unpopulated and you know yeah when you actually fly over i mean just in northern california and you're flying over like let's say trinity national forest i mean you just it doesn't take much to start your imagination going like oh my yeah. god what Some, is down there yeah because it's some... like looking at the ocean really mm-hmm. absolutely um well that's what i was wondering is that why we can document new things from the bottom of the ocean all the time is because we actually have the thing well now we're able to what do you mean is it because they can actually go, here's footage of this animal, yes, yeah. here's, a, here's its body? Yeah, because okay. they can actually, they can theorize about, like, the giant squid right. was something that was written about in stories and, like, sea lore for centuries. Yeah. And people thought it was a myth. And I think less than 10 years ago, they, because cameras equipment and sea diving equipment is getting better and better, they caught one of these things on film. And now yeah. they're like, okay, there it is. It's It's what... Probably inspired the legend of the Kraken, you know, but here's a giant squid. We've proven that it exists. Again, something that was considered a sea monster in a work of fiction for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I mean, they're really looking for the body. That's the thing. It's like you said. I mean, for science to really actually get their teeth around this thing, I think they would need a full body with... They uh, need a specimen. They need a specimen. Got it. You know? Um, there was a big study done, which was interesting. A, a guy named Brian Sykes out of Oxford University. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, well, he ran a big. Um, so he ran a big test, <laughs> saying, you know, he he was asking for all the people who have Yeti DNA. Is he an anthropologist? Yeah, cri- yeah, yeah, anthropologist, and uh, uh, now he's a kind of a cryptozoologist as well, which is just un- uh, discovering an unknown species. So we got all these samples of people's like, he said, send me your best samples, you know, because Bigfooters all over. I got some hair. I got some scat, you right. know, and right. and um, That's, and they so just pooped in a jar. And yeah. It. And so he, he actually ended up running about over 100 different samples. Um, and um, I believe 
I ended up using only about 37. Seven of them came back un, unconclusive, um, couldn't be sequenced. But the 30 that did come back, most of them were found out to be like bear, porcupine, yeah. all that stuff. But he did find um, what was thought to be an extinct uh, polar bear species out of the Himalayas. So he actually discovered an unknown species of, uh, of old extinct bear, which became really popular news um that that the actual science reviews published and stuff like that but yet all those best samples no bigfoot no yeti um so clone them clone them clone them if anyone uh, donates like a million dollars to the patreon i think that we'll take on that project yeah we'll, we'll go yeah. clone ourselves we'll clone, a yeti. we'll clone you a yeti and name it after you yeah no that would be so. awesome Anybody out? Any eccentric billionaires? Well, God, to the I like the what you said. Get Robert Bigelow. Yeah, to, get Bigelow on that shit. Get Bigelow up in there. All right, great story. Thank you. Um, terrific, terrific research. You really knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Thank right. you for that. Bro. A plus. Pleasure. A plus. Right really on. good. Yeah, you get an A plus today. Yay! And every day. <laughs> um, Edie, thank yes. you so much for being on the show. Now. Uh, would you like to stick around for next week's episode, which will be a Listener Files episode? Would you like to join us in reading some listener email with Kevin Kirkpatrick? Gosh, I'd love to. Okay, great. So right. um, in the meantime, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on, you mean on like social media? Yeah, stuff. or wherever. Or Edie, like your address. Yeah. Edie Patterson Where can Hi. the shadow men find you? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no dice. <laughs> um, it's just my name, Edie Patterson Hi. On Instagram, okay, and stuff like that. Great, cool. And hi, then, as in hello, or hi, like because you love 420. <laughs> no, hi, as in hello. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and yeah, the groundlings, uh, right now every Thursday night, okay, which awesome. I just saw her on Thursday. I went with oh, my did you wife go to, to the yes. cooking with gas show, she was incredible. Who was oh, the special guest? Um, the spe- uh, John, uh very John, John, John Huertas, Huertas. Oh, yeah, cool. Who, yeah. yeah, I've done that show before. Yes, you have. That's one of my bits. No, beautiful. Well, it was so good and you were so funny and talented. Yeah, she, Thanks, you are man. a delight. Oh gosh. Delightful. Thanks, yes, the best grounding we've ever had. More lasers from Kevin. Cheers. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Uh, this is Michael McMillan saying goodbye for Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find us uh, on Facebook at Bigfoot Collectors Club, on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club, on Twitter at Big Big underscore c club yeah that's right big Bigfoot under- underscore c club big- i don't know you were there just put in bigfoot collectors club yeah. you find us i'm mcmills on everything mr bryce johnson and bryce o johnson on the social media for that's my it. handsome partner and my other handsome partner is trash bag hashtag hashtag trash bag i that was taken by some kid oh, so okay. i'm trash bag <laughs> hashtag all right cool <laughs> yeah well, tell those kids to get off of your lawn damn kids uh, on their internet all right uh, everybody we will be back next week with Edie Patterson and Kevin Kirkpatrick, we'll finally get his chance to say something. Uh, join us then. Until then, we love you guys. And uh, Club Scout salute. Yeah, see ya. Keep looking for Bigfoot. Just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Came looking for Bigfoot. Came looking for Bigfoot. Oh, wait. Don't stop. I want to uh, thank our uh, producer, Riley Bray, and I want to thank our uh, music is by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. Bye! Keep on getting my bank, but... credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. 
First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 